Tonight, Russia denying it is behind the apparent poisoning of the wife of Ukraine's spy chief. Mariana Budanova is in the hospital after becoming sick, along with other intel staffers in Ukraine. Her husband is deeply involved in Ukraine's efforts to oust Russia from its territory and has long accused Russia of trying to kill him. The Kremlin spokesperson tonight, though, claims Russia has nothing to do with this, saying, quote, Ukraine blames Russia for everything. Ukraine even blames Russia for its very existence. These are routine accusations. The denial comes after Ukraine's foreign minister told Outfront this. So it's highly likely that Russia is, is behind it, but I'm not making any official conclusions, so I leave it to the, uh, to the experts to make. Meantime tonight, CNN is now hearing the harrowing story of a Ukrainian soldier who hit for weeks while he was critically wounded and alone on the outskirts of Bakhmut. All of this as Russian forces surrounded his position. Anna Korn has this story you'll see first on Outfront. In the stairwell of a public hospital in central Ukraine, Sir He draws back on a cigarette. The 36-year-old soldier picked up the habit during the war. But after what he's endured these past few weeks, it's the only thing that calms him down. Last month, he and his unit were in Klitschiv on the outskirts of Bakhmut, trying to hold trenches. After a few days, their dugout was shelled by Russian mortars. And Sir He was hit. I was wounded in both legs. I immediately touched them to check they were still there. But there were far worse injuries amongst the other soldiers, broken legs and jaws. When the evacuation team arrived under heavy shelling, Sir He insisted they take the others first. He would wait for the next team. Another unit arrived but were pinned down because of constant Russian bombardment, so supplies were sent in by drone. Our commander dropped snacks, painkillers, water from drones, even cigarettes and a lighter. We wanted to smoke. As another soldier scrambled out to collect the supplies, water had become an issue, as almost every bottle burst on impact. But their problems were about to get a lot worse when an enemy drone dropped a grenade into their small dugout, landing on the soldier next to Serhi. I was wounded again, but he was in really bad shape. Two people from his brigade took him away, and I realized I was alone. For the next three days, Sir He hid in his dugout alone, surrounded by the enemy, who he could hear just meters away. Whispering on the radio, he gave his commander their coordinates, basically calling in artillery on his very own position. He says multiple evacuation teams had tried to reach him over those two weeks, but some of those soldiers were killed. In the end, his commander said the only way out was to pray and crawl, which he finally did. With a radio in one hand and his unit's drone overhead, he crawled back to safety, dragging his legs that were now beginning yeah. to rot. Yeah. Only one way uh, to to escape and uh, I even didn't hope that I survive. As Sohei recovers in this hospital in central Ukraine, eager to go home, he maintains his story is nothing special and that it's the soldiers now fighting on the battlefield that deserve the world's attention.
What I have seen cannot be expressed in words. Every guy in this world has gone through something like this. Our guys are paying a very high price. A price Ukrainian soldiers are continuing to pay as this war painfully grinds towards its second year. It is such a remarkable story. And um, you also, as I understand it, um, you spoke with the advisor um, to Ukraine's commander in chief, Valerie Zaluzny, who today, who recently made some controversial remarks that this war was a quote, stalemate. That is something, of course, President Zelensky uh, wouldn't agree with. What did he tell you? Yeah, those comments certainly did create headlines. We spoke to General Zeluzhny's advisor, General Nazarov, uh, today, and uh, he said that those comments were designed to be an alarm bell for Western leaders. You know, the war here is not going well, Erica. Uh, Ukraine is not winning this. And they want the world to know that they need their support. You know, this is on the back of a failed counteroffensive. They're now moving into a harsh winter and a very uncertain 2024. The advisor told me that they desperately need weapons and advanced weapons that they're simply not getting and there's a real lag time. Uh, he talked uh, about uh, mobilisation and how there's problems and, and also, Erica, which I think is really important, I asked him what would be the game changer on the battlefield. He said, we need all weapons. There's not one single one, but F-16s are absolutely critical and we need them now to counter Russian air supremacy, not in the spring of next year, which is when they're scheduled to arrive. Yeah, and I really appreciate the reporting. Thank you.